What is up? I am Miguel Antonio, and this is the Live and Create Podcast. It's where I interview artists and entrepreneurs about what it means to live a great life and create great things. On today's episode, we have Kelly Winkler. She's a voice actor and entrepreneur, and in a period of three years, she took her voice acting career from zero all the way to a full-time income. She shares her advice to anyone trying to get into the voice acting world and also gives an idea of the scope of work that you would be looking at. We also talk about things like people-pleasing, the benefits, the downfalls. We talk about the importance of employing patience in everything that you're doing in business, uh, especially like for her, where it took three years to actually make that happen. And we also talk about the power of drawing boundaries in your own personal life and in your business as well. I hope you guys enjoy. The Live and Create Podcast. Stuff and so well, this is awesome. So you are in the studio, your special studio right there with uh yeah. it, it, can you explain like kind of the the sound suppression that you're using there in that mm-hmm. studio? <laughs> this is high quality acoustic treatment. I paid a lot of money for it. Um, That's true. It's I, probably more expensive than actual <laughs> acoustic treatment. For uh, for anyone listening to the audio, Kelly is in her her studio. She's a <laughs> professional voiceover artist um, and makes a full time living doing it. And but she is in her closet where she creates all these masterpieces. That's absolutely that's awesome. it can be done. Um, so I know one of the questions was about origin, and I'll tell you about that. Right now, I do have my door open just to let that light come in because it was too dark in here. Right. Um, so ideally I have the door closed, but you can't see, and I'm not going to give you a tour of my closet, but, um, <laughs> I've got acoustic treatment on the door and then I've got a panel, um, on the side of the wall where there was like the only amount of wall space. And then Miguel yourself actually, um, gave me some acoustic, um, panels that I have filled the ceiling with. I and that worked out well you. for you? Yeah. I might be able to show everyone those pretty well. See that? Woo-hoo! There we go. Um, so I don't have them covering, but I do have a few more um, to do that. And then I've got a moving blanket in front of me. And I've got my stack of sweatshirts above nice. because that works really well. And I've got <laughs> base traps in the corners. And then. And those are legit clothes, base traps there. legit base traps. Yeah. And then uh, my clothes wrap all the way around me. So it's actually really decent acoustic treatment. Um, The thing is I am in an apartment right now and the heater and the water heater are on the other side of me. So I can hear it, but I have a little um, post-production work sometimes to help if it happens to click on or that's I just funny leave. you say that because i literally just texted jenny uh, for the audience that's my wife she's upstairs with the kids and our heater kicked on i forgot to turn off the heater i was like damn it <laughs> I <need to> go. <laughs> so luckily she, luckily yeah. she kicked it off because where i'm at it's kind of got that that high side i need to talk to you about that post-production trick though uh because mm-hmm. sometimes it just gets that little bit of hum in the background that yeah. i'm i'm not enjoying but so I've got the perfect you- plug-in for that you were doing voiceover. You were rocking it. I, I definitely want to dive into that. Uh, but okay. I, I kind of want to backtrack just a little bit because you have this this 
entrepreneurial spirit about you and you've been, you create things and you have uh, great businesses in the past. You've helped uh, my own wife uh, launch her own business, which her and I now do together as it, as it grew and grew. Um, have you always had this entrepreneurial like thing about you or did it finally, did it just click at some point? Yeah, no. <laughs> Um, so in high school, actually, most of growing up, my parents both owned businesses. My mom was a painter contractor, okay, and my dad has an excavation construct or had an excavation construction business. So they always owned businesses. And in high school, my mom like, why don't you start like a t-shirt press business, like a screen printing business, or like she always wanted me to have a business. I'm like, no, no, thank you. You're just shunning it away, like, nah, it's your yeah. old thing. It's your old thing. And running joke, like I've done all the jobs. Like I love actually, I loved all the jobs that I had working for people. Um, pizza chef, uh, worked in a factory as customer service. Um, I was a news reporter for a radio station, a DJ for a radio station, um, worked in a dental office for a while. Lots of different little jobs that I have worked for people and have- right. I've had amazing bosses. I was even a drive-through uh, clerk, if you want to call it that. Drive-through clerk. Um, yeah, and so it's just that's just kind of a funny, um, ironic thing now because even then it drove me crazy when people were like, you know, I'm I'm on the other side of it, and they're like, can I? Have I'm like, what do you want? You know, I'm. <laughs> Now your job is enunciating extremely well, right? I think so. Some people actually don't want, they don't want you to be perfect. They want, we'll get into that. But some of my orders are literally for, hey, can you pretend to be a real estate agent and call? um, So it's going to be your voicemail because I help provide scam calls. You're welcome. (laughs) Well done. Well done. It's out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's kind of like a robocall type yes. thing. Okay. <laughs> yes. I've been paid to do robocalls. So if you get a robocall, that might be me. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you're going to get a whole bunch of hate mail. It's going to be, it's going to yeah, be nuts. It's going to be crazy. Fine. They're like, they're like thanks, I made money. thanks a lot. <laughs> so you've oh. been working for all these different people didn't really want to dive mm-hmm. into the entrepreneurial world. Uh, but when I met you, you were already running uh, your own business in the cleaning world. When did, when did that start for you? Yeah. What, what, right. what made the switch for huge, you? Sure. You, I left out a huge part of my, okay. So I was a broadcasting major and I intended to go on and be a news reporter, but we moved down to Kansas city. I had just gotten married senior year of college and we moved down here and it did not make sense to drive to KQ2 because that's where I was going to work as a reporter. Okay. The, as as it did to work, I, I had a referral with an online university here in town and I started working there. But with that, I got introduced to the corporate world and it took me about two, three years to realize, yikes, um, what did I do? Now, I, I was able to get my master's through that, and they paid me to do that, so I can't regret that experience. Um, I learned so much while I was there. But in order to get away from that, I literally started cleaning homes with my mother-in-law at the time. Because you did not want to live in the corporate world at all. No. Nope. I okay. Well, um, through some 
Um, I'm definitely not going to go into that in the podcast because I don't know who will be listening, but there were some, there was a situation there that I needed to get out of. Okay. And, um, so I did, and I started cleaning as a way to get out of that. Then I went to clean every day and I'm like, this is sweet. This is, I love doing this and I don't feel like I'm going to work. So it was just another part of my personality. I happen to love cleaning anyway. And then um, loved cleaning with her, but, you know, working with family added some problems and it actually leaked into my marriage pretty badly. So I started on my own. And then now 11 years later, I mean, that's still, so I went through two rounds of that where I built up a pretty big clientele to where I had people helping me. Like Jenny at one time joined in and then we became best friends through that. And we she always think, loved going to work. She's like, I can't wait to hang out oh with you. Oh my Kelly. God. <laughs> Seriously, it was like we are we really are getting paid for this. And I remember one day we just went to lunch afterwards and we could not stop laughing. <laughs> and it was, you know, it was just such a great life. And I remember we had like <laughs> we had like three last days because we kept thinking we were gonna have our last day together and we were like so sad and kept taking selfies of like pouty face. But then we had like three more of those. <laughs> but hey, it's an excuse to keep getting more margaritas after you clean the yeah. houses, right? And yes. It's always a good and we excuse. Still for love cleaning together. Probably always will. So you know, just like it was more beneficial for me at one point, um, you do make more in that realm by doing it individually than having mm-hmm. a team of people and all the added stress. So, um, darn it, my emails popped up. Hopefully that doesn't happen again. Um, so that is that. Here's how I moved into voice. If we're ready for that. Are you yeah, ready for absolutely. that? Absolutely. Yeah. No, that okay. I just wanted to, to help people see like, this is you, yeah. you've been building all these different skill sets as you now launch mm-hmm. out kind of merging your artistic world, uh, with your entrepreneurial spirit. So entrepreneurial, it's such a hard word to say, but, but yeah, so this, so after all this time, uh, and doing your own businesses, trying the corporate world, you, you come back to really what I think from what I know of you was kind of your first love in a way. Seriously. Um, I was six year old, six years old when I was making my own video or, um, radio programs with my Fisher price, multicolored recording set. Um, and then I moved on to video with friends. Like I basically just stole my parents, very huge, you know, eighties camcorder. Yeah. And, um, that's how I became Barbara Walters. I have one, um, infamous interview with Monica Lewinsky's mom. Oh, wow. I was in okay. seventh grade at the time. Yeah. So you're getting edgy. Good. You're like, let's really dig for the real story. Let's dig in. Um, and we had, uh, you'll never want to watch those, but we had a blast. So it is kind of interesting just in hindsight, how some things just kept circling, me, you know, like I love cleaning and it taught me the client portion and the business. Um, you know, I really got confident in those skills of knowing what I'm worth, knowing that those people can trust me. Um, word of mouth is huge, you know, all those things. Right. Um, and then getting pregnant with my daughter, uh, would have been almost five years ago. She's four now. But when I was pregnant with her, I, both times I had my kids, I, I cleaned as long as possible. 
with my daughter, it was like 35 weeks pregnant. And I'm like, can't go on. Right. So I just like <laughs> had to stop. And then when we had her, we started building our house. So I didn't pick back up on cleaning yet. So then that was my job was general contractor. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you had a whole then, other little business in there, like, right. For, just, for a good year, you know, year and a half. Dabbled in building homes. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> um, and, and, and that was natural too too, because we were already kind of set up in that world. Like we knew who we were going to use. And like I said, my mom's a painter contractor. So some of the work we even did ourselves. And then anyway, went to probably Lauren was maybe eight or nine months old when I went to get my hair done. Um, and Whitney, who did my hair at the time is a model with an agency in Kansas city. She was talking about how her friend does voiceovers through this agency and you can audition with your phone. And all the light bulbs went off. Like, say what now? <laughs> um, my life just changed. Okay, how do I how do I do that? So that was the moment. It wasn't like a was brewing thing. Like at that moment, you knew I have to go this direction. Done. I I am doing that. Um. So I researched, or she gave me the link to the agency, and she was my referral, and I put together a demo because, you know, at that point, my demo was probably 13 years old and not appropriate anymore. Um, <laughs> and uh, I had a friend take some professional headshots. Um, and then you had to do a video audition too. So I turned all that in and they contact me to come in and talk to them. Um, and I do. And she was pretty discouraging about voice. She said, it's very competitive. There's a lot of in-home studios now. But would you perhaps be interested in doing in per, like commercial print work? Because I'm one of those people that's like cute, but not too cute. Okay. Like I'm not a model, but I'm a cute person. So I can be on camera and do commercials. Like, gotcha. and I didn't know this when people like Cerner or Price Chopper or Quick Trip um, does advertising, I always thought they use their employees. And sometimes right, but they everyone's do, but all actors them, in it. Yes. So that's what I am. I'm a normal person to play these things. So there's multiple layers of acting and modeling. Anyway, I still wanted voice. And I was rejected a million times, all these auditions. And I think you, because you're a close friend of mine too, during this time, my grandma passed away. Mm -hmm. And I got one of her crystals from her window that shone like put rainbows in the house when it twirled in the sun. And I remember even putting one in the window and like, okay, grandma, I'm doing this audition in front of you and your crystal. <laughs> a little bit and of encouragement, guess, help you be yes. maybe just at peace in a way. Yeah. Like I thought she would help me get the gig or something. And I still think she did it just didn't go that way. But um, instead of, I guess I just didn't accept that. Um, I, I didn't accept the rejection. I'm like, what's the secret here? How do I do this? You're like, I'm going to figure this out and keep I'm going to figure this thing out. I almost keep cussing. Is that okay if yeah, we do? Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, there, there awesome. has been a lot of cussing on the podcast, depending on the guest. So That's what don't I feel thought. like you have to, <laughs> but if you want to, you can say all the fucks and dams and shits you want. So it's all good. Yay. Okay. <laughs> Just if it naturally slips out. So then I start researching and I, nope, nope. I'm missing a big point here. And here you okay. are again. This is when we went to Branson together and you were in the front seat and you're like, you know, um, there's just so many free resources. I would start researching um, and listening to professionals who have done this and see what they say. Right. That was this. Did you know this? Did I ever tell you this? This was a I didn't second know, game changer. I remember that conversation uh, now that mm-hmm. you brought it up, but I didn't know that that was a piece that kind of kept moving you forward. So, yeah. Well, it did. That's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, and I know that's so been I such an essential guy. thing to go in in my own world. Like right now, I'm researching the licensing world, uh, which is I was always in the live show and touring world, and now it's kind of the back mm-hmm. end, like writing songs for for publications, those kind of things. And so okay. I'm I'm in that same mode myself. Where yesterday I was on a bunch of podcasts and videos and books, uh, studying those, that same aspect. And really yesterday just scraped the surface to realize how much I don't know, but nonetheless, it's helping move those. It's helping take the next step, I guess. Well, and I think people in, I don't want to say our industry, I think there's a lot of them like this, but we are in very small markets. So, you know, it's like we have all these accounting friends and they can just go ask their colleagues um, Hey, can you talk about 1099s with me or something? I, I right. mean, I know account accounting is very complex. So I don't <laughs> want to simplify it, but um, we can't, there's barely anyone to reach out to. I found more and more people, right? like the audio engineering people that I can talk to and um, maybe even actors that I can talk to and get that information. But it was really YouTube videos that, and I took a free webinar um, and kind of figured out that there's a couple portals that I can get onto as a freelancer. Mm-hmm. So I did that and it trickled in my first job. I auditioned for an audiobook on ACX, which I don't know if people know is actually the behind the scenes back office to audible, which is of course owned by Amazon. So I got an audio kind of a big deal and kind of a big deal. <laughs> And this is my original microphone. It's not a great microphone. It's a $60, $75 microphone, dynamic mic. Um, voiceover artists use condenser mics typically. And I have one. It's over there. But I this is my <laughs> favorite because I have figured it out. I felt so um, bad. I, I remember you emailing me uh, an mm-hmm. A-B test. And I was pretty sure mm-hmm. I, when you did it in the order with all the tracks, I was like, the one I know is the new mic is the one that doesn't sound as yeah. good. And I felt bad, but I was, I was like, yeah, sometimes if you know how to use certain equipment, it's just the best way to go. Yeah. And, you know, I really just need some playtime with that because this is a great problem to have, but now I'm so busy that I don't have that playtime. And so I just haven't fumbled with it again. But I will just in the middle of executing every single day. But so we're we're I remember we're in the truck and we're talking and I shared that with you. You, It sounds like from there you started going into the free videos. But I think I do remember you had you found some coaches that were worth the investment as well. If I remember that right. 
I signed up for a course that had like a group training. So think mm-hmm. of when you exercise and you get a group, um, a group, a training package right. where, you know, you want personal training, but you pay less because you're doing it in a small group. Mm-hmm. That's what I did with voiceover. So I got some training that way. At that point, I, I had a few jobs, but, um, so yes, I'm, I'm freelancing. I got a couple portals at this point. And then when COVID hit in March of last year, for some reason, work really picked up in March of last year. Um, yeah, it's, it seems like in, home. in the arts world, the push, even for mm-hmm. people doing commercials, they, they couldn't film anything live. They couldn't do anything like that. So they had to get very creative right. and to push out content, they needed a whole different kind mm-hmm. of set of skills. And so that's, so from COVID, so when you started the, the hairstylist chair, that moment, mm-hmm. um, yes. it's, has it been about two years now to where you've built this thing? Three, three years, three years. So it's taken a, yeah. about three years to where you're making, you're able to find yourself building a full-time business yes. in the voiceover world. I think that's, that's huge. What would, if you like, mm-hmm. say someone's listened to this and they're interested in getting to the voiceover world, what would be maybe the two things you would encourage them to think about or to do to build that up? Yeah. It seems like a lot of people who do it maybe had, like for me, it was the tech background. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of um, like actors who don't have in-person work have gotten into it. So it is highly competitive. But if you just remember that there's so much work out there and maybe start it as a hobby. Um, You know, like I said, I started with very small equipment in my closet at the house at the time. Um, So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a big investment. I took little small chunks at a time. So did the research and then did a class and then got small little jobs and maybe did some for free and have a thick skin, listen to criticism. Um, It seems like the arts world is, you have to have a thick skin in general. Mm. Like I, I, there right. was someone who was interested in hiring me for a corporate sales job, mainly because they're like, I know as a musician, you spent your whole life, people telling you no, and you had to keep going. And mm-hmm. yeah, that seems so huge in the arts world. Sorry, I cut you yeah. off though. No, you didn't. No. Um, I mean, something I've had to hear several times is, you sound too sweet. Or, <laughs> um, or one that's like, you sound like Surrey and... And then I'm sitting here, I'm like, what am I supposed to feel when someone calls me a robot? Like, right. In, in real life, I am bubbly. Why can't I display that as soon as I get in front of this? Part of it was, again, my, my background was news reporter. So I went into it with the same mindset, thinking it was going to be the same. And it's not. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's completely different. Um. So taking direction well, you know, you the script. Um, I actually, I think it's helpful to know like some of the projects that come through because right. a lot of people think, um, so you just do audiobooks and stuff, right? I'm like, no, that's, that's probably about once a month, you know, some kind of audiobook project will come through. So I was going to list off just a few projects that have been in the past couple of days. That'd be awesome. Because I think this says it all. 
So one of them was a tutorial for a piece of equipment someone is setting up. Like they bought, um, they bought this credit processor and I'm doing a whole tutorial on how to set that up for their website. Okay. So that's one of them. Um, there was a commercial for an app. There were two voiceovers for YouTube channels, um, top 10 celebrity stuff, little kid YouTube channel, um, mm-hmm. me reading a book, that kind of thing. Um, two voicemail messages. So, you know, I'm I'm presenting that company and I am recording their, or I'm, yeah, I'm recording their voicemail message and then I give them an, a WAV file or an MP3 and they put it into their phone system and my voice is who you're going to hear. And then there was a commercial for legalizing marijuana. So there was a foundation where they want to get more publicity out there, responsible use by adults. And I'm like, just so you know, I believe in the cause. <laughs> um, You're like, I feel you guys. I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then um, there was a course on productivity. And I mentioned that one too, because I realized recently just how grateful I am. Like not only, and I said this to Jenny yesterday, so I'm getting paid to do their work, but then I'm getting to take all these cool courses. So this one's That's on true. productivity. I didn't even think about that. Of, yep. And then either. Um, and then with audiobooks, I get to, you know, listen to these books that I would have never figured out or picked out. Um, Cause a couple of them were sci-fi uh, futuristic books and yeah, not your typical I barely thing. have time. Well, I just don't think I would have found them. <laughs> and so it was like a different kind of story that, you know, I wouldn't have heard any other way. So I, that's just kind of a rundown of the last couple of days of projects because I think it says like, okay, so that gives me an idea of what you're doing during the day. You know, yeah. it's, um, cause I think it's kind of hard to understand w- what do you do? Right. Like, and that's before getting to see you go through this journey. I really just assumed it was like audiobooks and those kind of things as well. And seeing, mm-hmm seeing you unpack all that stuff. I'm like, man, there is huge opportunities for people who really want to dive in and be patient. It sounds like that's a big thing is the patience. The reality is, is, you know, you're still recording out of your closet and you've built Mm -hmm. a successful business, uh, but that's taking you three years to get there. And I think so many, so many people who want to dive into arts, sometimes they want it too fast. Sometimes I just want things too fast. I'm like, why is it not here? And just embracing the journey in a way. Well, you could pay $10,000 and get a whisper booth and then go um, right for the big, big stuff like Walmart commercials and Amazon commercials. But even with that, I know some people who work in their home that do mm-hmm. Walmart and Amazon commercials. So I don't know who has the whisper booths, but I've just been thinking, you know what? This works for me, though. Right. And so, again, just taking those little steps, it, I almost kind of feel like, yeah, I did take those steps, but in a way it just kind of guided me along. And all I did was just follow along with the uh, momentum. Right. You know? Well, in kind of shifting gears a little bit, because one mm-hmm. thing I am curious, um, like I have a lot of friends who are females in the music world. And the more we've talked about business stuff, realizing sometimes music world is way different. Like I was, they were asking me how to do social media and I was kind of telling them some of my strategies and they were like, 
have you ever noticed that I'm a girl and people send us weird messages all the time and all yeah. this weird kind of stuff? <laughs> so it just, it, and I was like, you know, I never thought about that where mm-hmm. these things I took for granted. Is there in this world with the voiceover world, is there anything uh, as a woman that sticks out to you? Like, do you, is that a thing? Like, do you have to be careful with that? Or is it kind of a open world where you don't, I guess, what the word I'm looking for, like discrimination, like, do you experience those kind of things of people kind of holding you down because you are a woman? Um, or has that not been a big deal? That's a really good point. Um, cause for example, in the corporate world, you may do the same job as a man and get paid less. Right. I'm not sure about, it's not supposed to be that with voicing. I have a rate sheet that, you know, all professionals use, Um, so I don't, I wouldn't say that that's discrimination and I will say it's, it's higher competitive among men. Mm -hmm. And I think that's because there's just not a lot of women that aren't, that aren't overwhelmed by the tech side of things. And like I said, that's the part I was comfortable with from the beginning. So it wasn't necessarily my voice. Like I could have easily been just as happy starting out editing for people and doing that, that tech post-production part. Um, cause I really am that nerdy. Well, not a lot of women are that nerdy. Not getting and, into that part of it. <laughs> okay. So then to answer the other question, oh my God. Yeah. I have to be careful. When I first started, I'm like, I will not be a prostitute with my voice. So, um, <laughs> they cannot, because my very first, you know, on the portal, of course, this creep reaches out and they're like, will you record my voicemail message for my cell phone, please? And then it's like disgusting. Wow. And I said, block. Um, and then just as I got more comfortable, you know, then there's gray area stuff. Mm-hmm. Like one of the... Um, I think one of the other ones, because I was talking to Ben McBee about this, and uh, he asked, you know, what was one of these commercials I've done. So it was a voiceover for a commercial for a sex doll. So I'm telling these men, like, so here's what your sex doll, here's what your sex doll can do. Here's the different things and the requirements that you can order for your sex doll. What I I imagine this has to be a whole different kind of world for you (laughs) breaking this thing down. Yeah. I mean, so I get this script and this one, they just ordered for me. They didn't ask ahead of time. Mm -hmm. So I can, I mean, there was nothing vulgar in there. It was just a commercial. And maybe I used the word sex a few times. So am I really going to be that prudent, you know, that I wouldn't do this? And I think that one was 50 bucks with rights. And I'm like, like sure. At the end of the day, the check clears. We need to get. <laughs> They're going to pay me. But right. then that kind of opened the door. And then I'm like, hmm, what else is out there? Anyway. So yes. you you can work all sorts of gigs doing this yes. voiceover thing is, is what I'm hearing. Yes. And, all that. and I would say, um, you know, once it's out there, it's out there. And I'm, I'm thinking that's what we tell our kids with social media, right? Like, mm-hmm. so I. I can't say there's everything that I'm proud of. One example of that, and this is to, again, answer your question and then finish this. <laughs> <laughs> um, one guy, it was an audiobook, and it was kind of, I mean, I should have known by the title, 
but I didn't have enough information of it. And mm -hmm. I, I auditioned for it. It just seemed like a really short project and that's what I was looking for. And then when I got the complete manuscript, after we had already agreed to the whole thing, when I read through it, it was the most derogatory piece on women, mm -hmm. just awful. This guy hated women, thought they were so stupid. And um, it, it was like, how to not, how did, how did it, what was it even? How to not get sucked in by guys. But the way he was speaking to these women's like, um, hey, you stupid little brat, um, don't do this and this and this. And I had to say this and I just was wow. ashamed of myself for even having it out there, um, yeah. taking money for it, having like, and I, I didn't know how to cancel that one because mm -hmm. on my other portal, I, I can cancel those things. But on this one, I didn't know how to back out of it. And you're like, here we are. It's just, I had to take it as a learning lesson and um, be careful. So to answer your question, yeah, I imagine both men and women have to be careful with what they're doing. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess depending on how badly you need the money, sometimes I just, I think there's so much work out there. You know, the money will come another way. Right. Um, so I've been more careful now, but I had to build that confidence to be able to say, no, thank you. Um, this is not yeah, it sounds like I... sounds like knowing your lines and maybe even just having grace for yourself mm -hmm. as you move forward. Because no matter what, all of us are going to make mistakes or do things that we're not proud of, like as we go forward. And yeah. I think at least hearing you talk, it sounds like that might be a mixture of it. And that's yeah. it has Oopsie. been so baffling to me because, again, it's something as a man, I just take for granted. It's things mm -hmm. that, like I said, I, I saw it more in the music world, in the music end of it, where things are just normal for me, talking to fans who are messaging me and those kind of things, I don't even think about it because I'm a guy. And then hearing the stories of some of my friends and what they've gone through, but it does it does seem like the the women who are successful through it, they finally get to a place where, kind of like you said to one of those projects, they're just like, fuck no, this is what I'm doing mm. and this is where I'm going. I'm not going to let these people kind of hold me down. But yeah, uh, yeah it's such... It's, that's such a weird world. Hopefully that keeps changing and maybe it won't because some people are just assholes. <laughs> well, I mean, I have, I have a daughter now and I've decided that my, my strategy for her, um, just me as the mom, um, my strategy will be to teach her not to be naive because I really was. Yeah. So then I had to go through a whole learning series of not being naive and learning how messed up people actually are. And that really hurt. Like when yeah. just finding that out hurt. So if I can do that, you know, from the beginning and how to, how to navigate around that, like when something doesn't make you, when it makes you feel uncomfortable, you need to listen to that, you know, just kind of teach her. Mm -hmm. um, and at the same time, still, I, there's amazing people in the world. There's a ton of good in the world. Right. But for a while, when I first learned what some people were like, I was really devastated. So, and you know me, so <laughs> um, you can imagine like, oh, this would have been a little bit before restore time when mm -hmm. I started there. But that's about the time where I learned how shitty some people are. Right. And it, it rocked my world for a little bit. So I think that's- I feel you on that. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, 
I mean, it is what it is. So once you learn that, then I think that's, as a woman, like not be naive, but I'm still learning how to <laughs> hold boundaries. <laughs> right. Well, and that's a tough you know, thing. There's... And I, I know, I think you and I are cut from the same cloth in the idea of people pleasing. Like that's just who I am. I'm actually trying to make peace with it. For a long time, I actually went hard the other way just to overcompensate. And mm-hmm. during that season of my life, I bet there's a lot of people who you go talk to and they're like, man, he's an asshole. Cause I was trying to like way overcompensate. Now mm-hmm. I'm, I feel like I'm in a place trying to, to make peace with this is who I am. But like you said, like, what are the boundaries? And and how do I hold those things down? And, but I, I feel as funny as it was a little after the time where you were at Restore doing sound, where mm-hmm. I had, I lived in a world that I didn't realize was a bubble. And once that bubble bursted mm-hmm. and I saw who people, a lot of people who I thought <laughs> were doing such great things and saw who they really were, that, that was hard to, that was hard to, I just come to terms with as well. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I love the idea of helping your own kids see that. And I think that's an essential thing too. And, but mm-hmm. it's not fun. It's not a fun part no. at I, all. I mean, so they're growing now, up with Snapchat and we didn't, you know, well, right. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole other conversation. I have 14, I have four boys, one's a teenager and you know, all of them have phones and you know, that, yeah. that just gets complicated for, for any parent and for any kid to navigate a, a whole new world. Uh, but as you, as you think more of the philosophical end, cause even I think we're kind of diving into that mm-hmm. when you think of the concept of living a great life, uh, what does that mean to you? Yes. So I'm reading eat, pray, love right now. Um, so I think that is highly influencing this answer. <laughs> My perfect day is about food. <laughs> <laughs> I've never read it, so I I have okay. no context of of how that is. Oh, that part oh, part of it? It's wonderful. Okay, so she um she gets a divorce, and she's actually she had never experienced God before, and she found herself on her bathroom floor crying and praying for the first time. Hmm. She didn't know who she was praying to. She just, you know, she was um, she uh, suffered from anxiety and debilitating depression as well. So. She found herself just, you know, praying out loud, like anyone out there at all that can help me. So she ends up on this three-part journey of Italy, where she eats a lot and Italians um, have no problem claiming everything as pleasure. Like uh, one funny part of the book said, um, yeah, I have no problem going over to your house at noon and sleeping with your wife. That's what I want to do. And I will. And, (laughs) and I guess that's just how Italians live. And so she was like, pleasure. What's that? You know, we live in America. All we do is work. Right. And that was just an example to show, you know, I'm not saying all Italians, but it was a beautiful piece of, so that's the first part. And she ate magnificent food. And so to answer the question about my perfect day, you know, it was, it would start with an amazing coffee and a sausage and sweet potato hash meal. And then, um, (laughs) maybe a green smoothie midday. Um, I would be active. So when I feel the best, it would be because I did a really long walk that day or a really good workout. Right. Followed by an amazing meal. Okay. (laughs) 
And it just kind of continues like that. And then maybe you end the night with um, a cocktail and uh, watching a movie. You know, that would be just That sounds the like best a good day. day. Sounds like it's a pretty a good solid day. day. So if I hear you right, just the idea of a great life, at least where you're at right now is, are, are you saying it, it's really just learning to enjoy it? Like to embrace yourself and enjoy the moments that are there? Or am I putting words in your mouth there? No, that was a better way of saying it than I did. No, and... I, <laughs> I was just trying to, to make sure I understood where you were going yeah. with that. Because I, in a, when you're describing like the day, that's something I think myself I've been wrestling with like how because I've always been the go-go like super Mm -hmm. like you're talking about America we like working that's always been me like from when I was a teenager and I'm trying to actually almost force myself to enjoy moments and like enjoy the coffee in the morning especially now that all of our kids are home it's Mm -hmm. like sometimes I feel like I need to get up and go work but I'm like maybe just stay here for another 20 minutes we can have a conversation with our son who's going to be gone in a year and a half to college and those kind of things so um I but yeah like it to me I was just hearing hearing you say like just to really enjoy the moments there Mm -hmm. is that yes is that correct exactly and then to finish Mm -hmm. off with eat pray love because I I just finished the India portion Mm -hmm. and that's when she dives into the spiritual part and learns how to properly meditate, and even at one point reaches a point of enlightenment where she, I mean, she feels like she's experienced these outer dimensions of our world where you're sitting in a place of just seeing everything for what it is. You're at perfect peace. Hmm. Um, uh, she, um, She's praying. She's basically just figured out exactly how to meditate. And so I think that's my next thing. Like I've been going, 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 going and house cleaning kind of contributes to that because Mm. it's like fast moving and it's very fulfilling to finish and being productive and efficient and left to right, top to bottom. ah! (laughs) Um, And then, so mixing that with this and, I think I am intrinsically motivated to where mm-hmm. if I have a list of things and then I get to check them off, I'm like super happy. Um, so enjoying the the moments, mm-hmm. enjoying pleasure for what they are, uh, you know, walking, walking in nature. Um, and then I, I've been kind of refiguring out my spirituality as well. And not having it matched with or tied to any people, mm-hmm. it just is. It is what it is. Like it's it's me and the creator. That's it. And so it's now, just is it's meditation like, part of that process for you? Is that something? That so I'm you trying to figure that into? out. Yeah, like I really, really want to, but that's going to be a huge challenge. So I'm like, well, can I go to India for four months and figure it out? That's like how you're supposed did. to start meditation is you go to India, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And go to an ashram and ashram. How do you say that? Um, and you know, do nothing else but that. Mm-hmm. And so no wonder she could figure it out. But somehow I gotta continue life and still figure it out. You're so, like, it'd be nice for a four-month <laughs> trip. That'd be awesome. Like I I'd go for that. Like, I'm not right? even all that spiritual. I'm like, hell yeah, let's go to India and do this well, thing. 
that that's the part I'm finding. Like we're all in the same earth and, you know, I happen to love alien theories, but we don't know right. if, you know, what else is out there. And they're about and so, to drop a whole bunch of information in the next 180 oh, days. Yeah. Are you ready for this? Can't wait. It's going to be nuts. Yeah. Super nuts. So if anyone's Uh-oh. scared, like Siri's I will be sitting there like, hold on. I'm yeah. for some reason, Siri just keeps wanting to talk. I missed okay. what you said there. Sorry about that. Oh, um, basically I'm just really here for it. Like give me all the alien stuff. I promise not to be scared. Uh, (laughs) I, I will be sitting there just so excited. Like this is the moment I've been waiting for. (laughs) Um, because I've believed for a long time. (laughs) So I, yeah, yeah. on, on meditation though, Mm -hmm. it seems like whether from a spiritual perspective or from just a physiological mm-hmm. perspective, almost everyone I meet in the arts or business world, uh, medi- some kind of meditation practice yes. is part of their life. And yes. I know even for myself, it's a small portion of my life, but it does seem to help immensely. My That's life. my understanding now. Like, you know, I, I didn't, it was kind of an accident to read about that in this book. And she just happens to be at a similar place as me in life. And it just happens to be in the perfect book. And I, I just now got to the Indonesia part. So that's the third part. And I guess that's where she falls in love, but okay, um, I'm not sure yet. So um, I've made a running joke lately, like, well, I'm still on the eat part. So. <laughs> Cause you're enjoying, <laughs> you're learning to enjoy the things that are in front of you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Eat all the good food. Eating. Now, when you, when you think about creating great things, mm-hmm. what does that look like for you right now? Okay. So some of the things I don't get to put a lot of my own creativity in. You know, I'm just following direction and giving someone what they wanted. Mm. But some of the things I do, and I actually get to properly act. And so I think creating something that I'm proud of that I'd want to share with others that I had a lot of fun making um, that I would put on a resume, a demo, uh, something to, you know, showcase my work. I think that would be my idea of creating something great. Like if, if it checks all those boxes, I'd, you know, I feel really good about I'd feel really good about it. That's and awesome. sometimes so those happen. And sometimes it's those weird scripts. You're like, yeah, I don't know. But <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm and that's the, delete that. But I, I reference this a lot in my podcast, but my, my bass player, I think I even said it earlier in the podcast where uh, I was bitching about some show we had because we played some weird bar in the middle of West Virginia on a tour. And I, it's like two in the morning. We're loading now. I was like, I hate shows like this. This sucks, blah, blah. And he's like, bro, does the check cash? And I'm like, yep. He goes, then stop complaining. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, damn, you're right. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of like embracing that side while getting to do stuff you're proud of at the same time, yeah. at least for me. Yeah. Not every project is fun. Um, mm-hmm. Also, back to cut from the same cloth, you know, maybe, I don't think this has to do with people pleasing, but I am idealistic. So I'm always striving for the ideal situation, yes. you know? I feel you on that. Yeah. So it may not even be, 
I just said how I am intrinsically motivated. So if I feel good about it, then that's still a reward. It doesn't mean that I, I made a ton of money from it. And in fact, some of my least favorite jobs, I have made the most money from. Right. So um, uh, what was I um, cut from the same cloth? Um, yeah, idealistic. Like <laughs> I, I want what I want and I only want to do what I enjoy. So, no, I feel you. I'm way too guilty of that. Way too guilty. I often have, I often have to have a lot of people kind of push me like, Hey, maybe you need to do that. Cause yeah, even though it's not your perfect idea of what it's going to be, Miguel, get, get off your ass and do it. So I feel you. Well, I, it's been great to see how you've built this thing. Um, I hope a lot of people who are listening are inspired to, to dive in, whether it's this world or somewhere else. I think all those aspects apply is like the patients, uh, finding pride in your own work. Um, so, so yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes for you and, you. and yeah, I'll, I'll put everything in there for them, uh, to, to see what you're up to. And okay. it was awesome. So thanks thank for so uh, making much. the time. I appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening to the live and create podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe and leave a comment or a review. The live and create podcast.